passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, everyone out there. It is your girl, Autumn Miles. I am so, I'm just so happy you're joining with me today. Let's have a conversation about Jesus, shall we? Shall we have a conversation about Jesus? Listen, um, you guys are incredible downloading the podcast. Um, just, uh, just honestly, your support. You know, when you... Let's let's just put it this way. I mean, you know, I'm your girl. You know, we're going to be friends forever. BFFs. Remember L-Y-L-A-S? Love you like a sis. <laughs> Did you ever sign your notes in school? L-Y-L-A-S. Anyway, um, I'm your sis up in here. Um, and I just want to tell you, it's so cool to see when we put out like a fresh podcast or just really anything that we do, the amount of support that we have you know, you guys like sharing it and saying, wow, this really spoke to me. This really changed my life or whatever. It means we see them and it means the world to me. So I'm your girl over here. Let's have a convo about Jesus, shall we? Uh, before we do that, I I, I was overcome, y'all, like a totally overcome uh, yesterday. My girl Haven, you know, um, my wild child, she's got the wild streak in her. Uh, she's my baby girl. Um, and not only does she have a wild streak in her, uh, she's got these this wild growth spurt going on. Um, and she literally, her feet are growing so fast. Her whole body is growing fast. But you know, moms out there, how you like, you know, their shoes literally fit. And then five minutes later, their shoes don't fit anymore. That's what my girl Haven is going through right now. And we tried to uh, put shoes on her yesterday morning. And there was like one pair of shoes that fit her. How did that happen? Ask and answer that question. How does that happen? That one day before her shoes fit and the next day they don't. It's like, what? What is going on? Now I know where that saying uh, growing like a weed comes from. So anyway, I'm like, girl, we have got to get our little selves to the mall so we can uh, get you some new shoes. So we go into uh, the mall, North Park. It's my favorite Dallas mall. It's amazing. It's like the best place to shop ever. I love going there. Um, and we we went to um, one of my favorite stores there. And I don't, I don't know if the person I encountered is going to watch this. So I'm going to spare her the uh, embarrassment if she does. So I'm going to keep it a little vague. We went into a store that sold shoes. And, you know, I have Haven and Moses with me and Eddie's with me too. And we had a lot of stuff going on. And um, this precious woman came up and, you know, we, we kind of, my family is not subtle. Like I have fluorescent blonde hair, you know, we're a biracial family. Like when you, when you see us, we tend to be memorable. There's actually a lot of people that know who we are just by looking at our kids. And then they, they follow the kids to my fluorescent blonde hair and then they find us. So this woman has seen us a lot because she's worked at this particular establishment for a lot of years. I mean, she she even said she was like, I remember when the when these guys were so little and all this stuff. And I'm like, they're getting ready to graduate kindergarten. 
And I sit down and Haven was like, you know, having a moment (laughs) where she wanted shoes that were, first of all, 14 sizes too small for her. They were like baby shoes. And I'm like, girl, your big toe is not going to fit in those shoes. She's like having a moment and bless this lady's heart. She is um, just so sweet, so patient. And uh, we finally pick out some shoes for Haven and, you know, we have to go, we have to go get her shoe size. And uh, this woman comes back and she looks at me and, and she says, you're in ministry, right? And I said, yes. And she said, Jesus, right? Like, (laughs) do you love Jesus? And I was like, absolutely. I love Jesus. And yes, I am in ministry and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And she leans into me, you guys, and she says, will you answer a question for me? And I said, absolutely. You know, as I'm trying to wrangle Haven so she doesn't like want the infant baby moccasin shoes. I said, you know, um, anything, anything, tell me. And she said, how do you get to know Jesus better? I had no idea what she was going to tell me. I had certainly did not think it was going to be a question like that. And I sat and I just felt the Holy Spirit. I'm really, I'm studying Acts right now. So I'm like really into the, like the Holy Spirit vibes are, I'm like feeling it, you know? And I sit there and I just kind of, you know, straighten myself and just sit up. And I know that this is a divine appointment. And Eddie like sees the connection that me and this precious woman are having. And so he like scoops up Moses and he takes him. I don't even know where they went. Um, But I sit there and just talk to her for the next, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I gave her some resources. I told her uh, just what I do on a normal, on a regular basis, how I learn to grow in the Lord. And I also made sure I told her I'm not done growing yet. She cried. I cried. Haven's trying on the shoes. She still wants the baby shoes. It was like a whole scene. And she said so many different things that just really blew me away in that conversation. But she said one thing that I just can't stop thinking about. And she said, I just want more of him. And I knew that you knew how to get there. And I just want to remind you guys, people are watching, first of all. When the Spirit of God says, this is it, share about my son, Jesus. Even if it's awkward, even if it's in a situation where like, you know, your six-year-old daughter wants shoes that you would never buy for her because first of all, they won't even fit. If it's in an uncomfortable situation, if it's a crazy, weird time, but the Holy Spirit gives you an opportunity to share about the salvation of Jesus Christ, step up to that plate and share because you have no idea, you guys, 
We are living in a world where so many precious people are hurting and they're asking God, send me someone to help me. Send me someone to explain this to me. Send me someone to put me on the right path. Send me a word of encouragement. Send me hope. Send me this. Send me that. People are literally praying. And do you understand? By you stepping into that opportunity given to you by the Holy Spirit, do you understand simply by being courageous about your faith that you could actually change a person's life? Don't leave it for the pastors and the ministers and the, you know, all all the people that that went to uh, seminary. You are called to evangelize. You are who Jesus was talking to in the Great Commission. You. You. Listen, I got a nail guy. I got people. I got a lash lady. (laughs) You guys actually think these are my real lashes. That's hilarious. And they all know that I love Jesus. Do I cram it down their throat? No, I don't, but they know. Do people in your circle know? Be bold for him. The Spirit of God wants to utilize you, you, to talk about the hope that's found in Jesus. Uh, okay, so I'm already into preaching, and that was just my opening thoughts. <laughs> so that's my opening thoughts. Um, however, I got a whole bunch of goodness after the break. Um, hang with me, and you'll hear it all. Love y'all. Let's talk about Jesus, guys. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys, I'm back. And let's have a conversation about Jesus. Okay, listen. So here's the thing, you guys, um, God always, and I mean, like always, like 100% of the time, (laughs) preaches to me about this stuff first. And I want you guys to know, this is like, God kind of downloaded this to me a couple weeks ago. I, I, um, and I've chewed on it and I've processed it as well. I want to talk to you about getting comfortable in a wilderness season, right? I want to talk to you guys about what actually can happen when you sit too long, y'all. You sit too long and you're too comfortable uh, in a wilderness season, okay? So this is what I feel like God is telling me. There, There are 
we we have been through like a time, right? Like I can't, we can't deny it. We have been through something that's crazy. And even more than COVID and all the political and all everything, a lot of us have been facing battles on our own. Some of them are outward. Some of them are like a health struggle. Some of them are a relationship struggle. Maybe we have a financial struggle. And some of them are inward, okay? Maybe we're angry all the time. (laughs) That's real talk, okay? Maybe we're negative all the time. Maybe we procrastinate constantly, Okay. Maybe I don't even like this word. Like this word is so incredibly like offensive. (laughs) I don't even like to say it lazy. I don't know why I hate that word so much, but I do. Maybe we struggle with laziness. I don't know what it is, but sometimes we can walk through a wilderness season that includes any of the above and so much more, et cetera. Okay. And God would bring, will bring us into a wilderness season. And we're so mad about the wilderness season, right? We, nobody likes a wilderness season, okay? No one wants to wander in the wilderness ever. And I'm going to get to my text in a second. But then, then what happens, my fellow friends, is that the wilderness becomes a lot less offensive and it becomes a lot more comfortable. We sort of get used to being angry all the time. We get used to being negative all the time. We get used to living a life of doubt all the time. We get used to being mad at the church all the time. We get used to looking at other people and thinking, well, um, you know, my last boyfriend did this, so I'm not even going to give this guy a chance. We get used to the wilderness season and we set up camp, y'all. Rather than building a tent that is temporary, we set up camp by building houses in the wilderness. We start to reside there as a permanent place rather than a temporary passing through. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Do not, my fellow friends, get too comfortable in the wilderness. Don't get comfortable there because God has got a promised land that is waiting for you on the other side of that wilderness. How do I know that? Because I've been through about a gajillion wilderness seasons. I've been to places where I knew I could get caught in negativity. I could get caught in doubt. I can get caught in frustration. You guys, I should not even be going to church right now for how badly burned I was of the church 20 years ago. But I refused to stay in my wilderness season of hurt. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to move on because you're going to carry me to a promised land. I will not let these temporary circumstances become a place of permanence for me. And I feel like God is saying that to you out there, whoever you are. And you know, if it's you, like sometimes I say you out there and you're like, that's not me. Well, it might not be you. This This podcast might be for, you know, your sister. So many of us are getting comfortable though in a season of, well, 
I didn't go to church for a year and I'm okay. I think I'll sit in this. Ouch. You know, that one hurt. Come on. Or what about the wilderness of fear? I've been so scared about my health and the virus and, you know, whatever, and this, that, and the other, and finances and how we're going to do this for so long that now it's become comfortable. It's become a way of life. Don't sit there too long. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's what the word says. He wants to move you from wilderness to promised land. You choose, you, 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 you choose whether you're going to build a house in the wilderness. He wants you to move from wilderness to something beyond your wildest dreams. You choose whether you do that. I want to take you to my text today. Woo, this is good already. I am loving L-O-V-E-E. L-O-V-E-E. How about that for me knowing how to spell? Uh, I am loving this already. Okay, guys, let's go to Deuteronomy 1. Now, Deuteronomy was written by Moses. And y'all know I love Moses. I'm like, I got a soft spot in my heart for Moses. Okay, love him. I named my son Moses. He was named after this Moses, okay? We have we actually have a, Mo- a man by the name of Moses who, who is a friend. And he's an amazing guy. <laughs> he was actually named after this Moses too. But I love this guy, y'all. I love Moses. I see myself in Moses a lot by like his failures. And then I, I just, I, I see myself in him. Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy. And it's kind of funny because it's like, why, how could you write a book that incorporated all of the best things that you've said ever. And yet we have Deuteronomy. So Moses actually wrote a book, Deuteronomy, that encompassed and encapsulated everything awesome that he ever said. <laughs> so, even in that, I'm loving Moses, right? Like he's so relatable. So here we have Moses in Deuteronomy 1. And he he really breaks this point, this wilderness point uh, thing down for us real, real good. Deuteronomy 1, this is the first thing that he said. I'm going to read you probably to, mm, I don't know, uh, verse 9. It says this, these are the words which Moses, Moses is writing, These are the words which I spoke to all of Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness. And I'm about to break down some really hard words. So you're welcome for that. In the Arabah opposite Suf between Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hazaroth and Dizahab. You're welcome. That was awesome. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Kind of like Moses did a little bit. (laughs) It is. Listen, this is important. It is. 11 days journey from Horeb, Mount Horeb, by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea, seven days. It's a seven days journey (laughs) from where they were to basically the promised land. Verse three says this, boom, in the 40th year, Did you catch that? It's an 11 days journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Verse three, in the 40th year, done, done, done. On the first day of the 11th month, Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all the Lord had commanded him to give 
to them. After he had defeated Sion, the king of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, who lived in Ashtaroth, and Edrai, you're welcome again, across the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses undertook to expound this law, saying, now this is what he's saying, okay? The Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb, saying, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and set your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in the Arabah, in the hill country and in the lowland. I'm going to keep reading for a couple of verses. Hang with me. This is the word of God is good. And in the Negev, by the sea coast, the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, listen, listen, listen. See, I have placed the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to them, and their descendants after them. Go in. Go on. Go on in. You can do it. Go on. That's kind of how I imagine that verse going. It probably didn't go anything like that, but I kind of imagine uh, them again going, go on, go on. I told you I'd give it to you. Go on in. You know, like, like I'll... I got something for, I, I told you I was going to do something, you know, like a mom tells their kid, go on, go on. You can have it. Go on in. That's what he wanted them to do. I placed the land before you in the promised land. Go in and possess it. Go on. Go in and possess it. But what he says in verse six is you have stayed long enough at this mountain. You stayed here long enough. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to go in and possess the land that I told your fathers I was going to give you. But in order to do that, you have to realize something. You got to leave where you are. You have to pack up that house with the white picket fence, the shutters, the drapes, the couches, all the kitchen utensils. I mean, who likes to move, you guys? We're having some work done to our kitchen. And like, it's like even looking at all the kitchen utensils gives me a migraine, okay? Who likes to pack stuff up? Who likes to move? Who likes to to, to change things? Who likes to move, especially when you're, when you're talking about moving into a completely different land? Who likes to do that? Nobody. You know why? Because it takes work. And yet... The Lord was not shy about what he told them. You have stayed here long enough. You've stayed at this mountain long enough. Turn and set your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites. You've stayed here long enough. Long enough. Long enough. Long enough. You've stayed here long enough. I want you just for a second to think of a mountain that you might be camped on. What is the mountain that you know? And listen, I don't know who you are. I love you. We're best friends. But I don't know, like, actually who's listening to this right this second. A conversation between you and God. What is a mountain that you build a house on when you should have literally just pitched a tent in? What is that mountain for you? Is it the mountain of negativity? 
Is it the mountain of anger? Is it the mountain of gossip? Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at the church. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know. But what was meant to be temporary has become really comfortable in your life. Maybe you got hurt by the church and, and, you know, righteous anger was very, I guess, justified. The Bible says be angry and do not sin. Anger is not a bad thing. It's just when you sin doing it. So maybe your anger was justified at the church for a little bit, and then it got into a bitterness state, and then you started gossiping and this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? What mountain have you set on? What wilderness have you built houses in? The Lord is so clear in this passage. And it struck me so deep the other day. Turn and set your journey and go. Go here to the land I told you I was going to give you. To the land that I have placed before you, go in and possess the promised land. You know, sobriety is hard for someone that has an addiction. I'm not saying this is easy. Positivity is hard for someone that's negative all the time. I, I know, I get it. Not talking about people is real hard for someone that loves to gossip. You know what I'm saying? Faith is hard for someone that doubts all the time. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. But I am saying this. You can live without that burden of the wilderness. You can move into a place of freedom. And God wants you to go in and possess a new land in whatever area your wilderness seems to fall in. He wants you to do that. He wants me to do that. He wants all of his kids to do that. And I think today he's pressing us. He's challenging us. He's saying, I know it's going to be hard because once you get into the promised land, you're going to face Jericho and you're going to face Ai and you're going to face the beast in the land and you're going to face um, the fact that you don't know how to farm. So you're going to have to learn how to farm for the first uh, you know, year and the first harvest season. You're going to have to learn how to do things a little bit differently. It's going to get uncomfortable. It's going to get frustrating. But I would rather be frustrated learning new things and the promised land than frustrated in an old wilderness. I'd rather be frustrating and growing than frustrated and stagnant. I constantly want to press into all everything God has for me. Everything. And I want that for you too. The Lord told me something the other day. We're, we're just about done. I'm going to wrap it up here in just a sec. And y'all, this is like one of those, like you ever, you ever like, this is the only example that's coming to my mind. It's so stupid, but I'm going to say it. Do you ever like, 
drink coffee. And if you're not a coffee drinker, this is, I don't have another example. So you're just going to have to pretend that you are a coffee drinker with me. I'm a coffee drinker. I drink about two cups a day. If I don't, uh, no, 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 two pots a day, y'all, because I get up super early. Have you ever drank a cup of coffee like at a restaurant or like someplace that you're not used to the brew that they use or like the strength and you drink it and you're like, wow, that is really, really strong. Um, It kind of like knocks you a second, like, whoa, that's some strong stuff, right? That's my best example for what I'm going to tell you. So the other day I'm sitting and I'm like processing this word from the Lord about this wilderness. And, you know, this is something that God has told me in the past. It was almost like a, a refresher for me. But I'm sitting there and I'm um, I'm basically, you know, just kind of going over this. And he, he whispered very kindly to me, you know, when the spirit of God speaks to you, he's not rude, you guys. He is so gentlemanly and so affirming. Even when he's, you know, uh, when you're filled with conviction, he is very affirming and comforting. And so I'm like praying through this um, just for my own life. And God was just really, really overwhelming. He said, you've been praying for the new, the new in this area, the new in this area. And I said, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. I I have been praying for the new in this area. Yes, you're right. hundred percent. I mean, when is God wrong? Right. And he said something so bold to me like this and it knocked me off my feet while I was sitting down. So it knocked me off off my mental feet. And he said, you're praying for the new, but the new comes with consequences. Now there are good consequences and bad consequences. And I knew exactly what he was telling me when he said, you're praying for the new, but understand this. When I give you the new, it's going to come with consequences. You're going to have to learn how to navigate the new with me. I know you don't like the old and I want to bring you into the new, but when you get into the new, don't get frustrated with the challenges that are in this new season. Stay the course. And that's a word I want to give you guys today. That's straight out of my own personal quiet time. When you move into, when you leave your mountain and when you move into the land and when you go in and when you possess it, don't be surprised that there are battles in the new, just like there were battles in the old. But like I just said, I would rather be uncomfortable in a promised land, pressing towards Jesus, than uncomfortable in a stagnant wilderness for 40 years. Press in, guys. Press in. He is so good. Don't stay there too long. Let's move on. Move on. Move on. Okay. That's my word. That's my combo about Jesus today. I'm going to be back after the break with a question from you out there. Love y'all. Don't go away. What do you do when you can relate more to Jezebel, Rahab, or Eve than Esther or Mary? To her shock, author Autumn Miles discovered most of the heroes of the Bible were plagued with the same problem. They were ordinary people who sinned deeply. But God's love, mercy, and truth proved greater. 
In her book, I Am Rahab, Autumn provides a better understanding of God with a focus on the breadth of his reach to use and redeem all things for his purposes. You will find comfort in relating to Rahab, the biblical harlot, and to Autumn's own raw story of surviving domestic abuse and will be encouraged to know you are not alone in a life disrupted by bad choices, nor are you meant to stay there. You can move forward from your past and have an abundant future. To find out how you can get your copy of I Am Rahab, go to autumnmiles.com and click on the books tab. That's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, hello, welcome back. Let's go to our question. Here's the deal. I don't have a name for this one, but I love you. I love you out there, and I think this is a really good question. We have it in. It says this, I've been backsliding. That is such an old church term. I love that someone used this. This is is phenomenal. I've been backsliding into my old lifestyle or going back to my old lifestyle and sins. But I want to get back on fire for God. I'm just feeling so discouraged. How do I regain my desire for God again? I would say to this person first and foremost, God knows you have a heart for him. He knows you want to be on fire for him again. Maybe you've even told people. And maybe the reason that you're discouraged is because the enemy doesn't want you to be on fire for God. He doesn't want you to be telling everyone about Jesus. So he is purposely discouraging you. That would be one thing, okay? I would say to combat this discouragement with Ephesians 6, which is the armor of God. Learn how to combat discouragement, frustration, whatever it is with Ephesians 6. And that's some homework for whoever wrote this question to me. Get in the word. Figure out a battle plan, which would be in Ephesians 6, on how to combat discouragement. But if you actually do want to get back on fire for God, let me tell you, that is right on in line, 100% in line with God's will for your life. He wants you to be back on fire for him too, y'all. He wants us to love him, spend time with him, get excited about him. He wants that for you too, okay? So here's the deal. Get in the word and ask the spirit of the living God to make those pages come alive for you. And also ask the spirit of the living God to create a fire in you, to put a little flame in you and um, and have the word of God grow that flame until it is a bonfire. Listen, this sometimes doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it does. We have these experiences with the spirit of the living God and man, we are ignited forever. That's what happened to me 20 years ago. I met Jesus. 20 years ago, and I have never looked back and I have never been the same. So those are some tips for you. I would also ask whoever this is, ask the Lord for an encounter with his spirit. I can't shake, nor will I ever forget what happened to me when the spirit of God met me in that back room in my old house. It changed my life forever. And maybe you also need an encounter with the spirit of God. So those are some tips for you. I love 
each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for downloading. And you can catch me, your girl, back here next week for a brand new, exciting edition of the Autumn Mile Show. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Yep, 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 yep.